You're listening to the God, God Life Culture, Culture Podcast, Podcast, where faith and what's trending collide. Welcome, welcome back to the latest episode of the Galileo Culture Podcast. This is Eddie. What's up, everyone? This is Miguel, and we are so excited that you are tuned in for a brand new episode of the God Life Culture Podcast. If this is your first time watching us and listening, we want to say welcome to our podcast, and we hope that you are encouraged, blessed, motivated, inspired, um, lifted up. Yes, all of that. <laughs> all of that by listening um, to today's episode. You can go back and catch all of our previous episodes. Be sure to subscribe so you can be notified every time we drop a new episode and um, we are excited to have you on our podcast journey to all our returning listeners thank you so much for rocking with us each and every week and um, you know checking out what we're talking about and staying in tune to everything that is happening and what we are doing Eddie what's up um the sky the clouds the sun <laughs> the stars the moons the planets some birds are currently up <laughs> at the moment uh no overall everything is good i think that you know this is the time of year um where a lot of uh churches are if they haven't already or in the process of or just about to like jump into like camp season mm. um you know labor day weekend is a weekend that a lot of uh churches and congregations use uh because it's a three-day weekend to do whole the whole uh camp thing with like their youth uh, some people do family camps too those are cool um as well um so there's a lot of that energy yeah. going around yeah. so it's like a lot of people like you know trying to get like their own personal things out of the way because this holiday weekend that usually most of the people in the world use to like vacation and do stuff we don't get that uh because they're committed to like serving at these camps and stuff like that mm. um so it's just it's a lot of that and it's like i think we spoke about this a uh, last episode of the one before that where it's kind of like the summer's winding down it's falls approaching and i think once camp comes and goes for us it really is like that's it summer is over so yeah yeah it's like that yeah israel and uh new breed announced the new album they're working on called worship anywhere or that's done and mm-hmm. it's re- being released soon and they actually uh called it camp new breed Yes, like, I saw the videos created, when like, they their did their own, thing. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. little camp, and it was just really cool, like watching them and mm-hmm. like the setup and all of that, um, the energy behind it. I think there was an excitement there. So um, I think the camp idea and the camp uh, concept um, mm-hmm. is very cool when it's done correctly. True. Um, and when everyone's kind of in that mindset and there's that energy and that focus. And I think um, it's actually a really beautiful thing. And I think it's even greater when you can capture stuff and create something. And um, they did that. So I'm excited to see where that project goes and, you know, how they release it and the videos and, and like we know Israel and Newbreed to be very diverse. They Mm -hmm. did some Spanish stuff in there too Mm -hmm. and some, all of that. So I think it's going to be a great project. Yeah. And I think that, you know, a lot of um, any event, that's successful but i think especially when it comes to like camps and lock-ins and stuff like that is that you have to be really well balanced with like all the like fun leisurely stuff that you want to do like the canoeing and the you know archeries and all that other stuff but then also having creative moments like scheduled creative moments we're gonna get together and do this we're gonna get together and do that um i think it it lends itself to be a very successful weekend um and i think that a lot of times um people 
tend to be heavy on one or the other. Yeah. Either like it's too heavy on leisure time. So it's like there's no real no structure. There's really nothing like happening. You kind of got to figure it out on your own. Or like every single minute of the day is programmed and scheduled that you don't leave people r- with room to like breathe. Um, and that kind of like, you know, yeah. is not a lot of people don't like that either. And also uh, but when the you find like that middle ground, it's really it's really good. Yeah. And the rollout, I think, is important. You know what yes. I mean? Like getting people the on hype. board yeah. to like be excited about it, yes. understand the vision, what yeah, yeah. you know we want to see this year and all of that. I think is super important. So um, another yeah. thing, uh, shout out to Israel and Adrian for um, welcoming their new baby. Yes. That, that was, was that, that was very nice. Recently. As yes. Well. They announced it um, a few a few days ago this week. Um, you know, they've been trying for five years. Yeah. It was a whole journey and it's awesome, you know, to see people who, you know, and they were vocal about it, but mm-hmm. they weren't super vocal. Like I think towards the end, they started explaining like, you know, they did IVF treatments and yes. different things like that. But in the process, they were just, you know, kind of quiet mm-hmm. and, um, they hadn't talked about it being intentional and, yeah. you know, when they were ready that they would talk about it. Um, but I know that, you know, there are a lot of people in kind of that situation and in that boat that I think would benefit from hearing their story and just, you know, be encouraged seeing like, wow, you know, five years later and this is, you know, their 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 wishes came true. Their prayers came true. Mm-hmm. God came through for them. And um, they were both so vocal about wanting children. Israel obviously had children already. already yeah. But um, but Adrian was also very vocal about wanting to have children and being a mom. So I mm-hmm. think it was, you know, very cool cool moment and his name is super cool ever james mm-hmm. i think that's a cool name yeah it's it's like hip without being uh too like new agey mm-hmm. <laughs> and a little spiritual in there uh, I spiritual. Spiritual. yeah, yeah it's good. <laughs> so yeah good for them you know they they had the resources to you know uh bring forth a child in that manner and that's listen if you have it you could tap into it absolutely do it um and for Be those a surrogate. that are yeah, surrogate. Yeah, yeah, you're a surrogate. Um, you know, and then there's people that don't have that at their disposal, but there are other methods that, you know, they can try tapping into as well. Um, and just like hoping, hoping and praying that, you know, that blessing comes to those that really want it also. Speaking about blessings, <laughs> that's a weird transition uh, to today's subject, uh, which is a we're going to play a video and it is a little messy. Um, a little controversial because uh, people had a lot of opinions about this. Um, and I think that on the subject of blessings, uh, you know, there, there are blessings that God gives to us um, that are come like randomly and come like not even ask for. Like, you know, there's certain things that we're like praying for. There's certain like expectations that we have for like mm-hmm. the people around us. Um, and then there's times where either they or God like surprises us with like great things. Uh, but there's something to say about people that are demanding uh, certain blessings to mm-hmm. be given to them because they feel like a they deserve it or b that god is demanding that mm-hmm. for their life uh so i don't know just let, let's just do you have let's anything hear. to say you want to just hear. play let's, let's just hear let's play this video and then we'll, we'll take it from there that's how i know you still poor broke busted and disgusted because of how you've been honoring me i'm not worth your mcdonald's money I'm not worth your Red Lobster money. I ain't worth your St. John Nick. Y'all can't afford it no how. I ain't worth y'all Louis Vuitton. I ain't worth your Prada. I'm not worth your Gucci. Mother, ooh, 
I'm saying this, and I promise you, Deacon, it is not with respect to want. I'm saying it because I want you to understand just what God is saying. Even found out that Movado, you can buy a Movado watch in Sam's. Yes, you can. And y'all know I asked for one last year. Here it is the whole way in August. I still ain't got it. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Let me kick down the door and talk to my cheap sons and daughters. Mm. <laughs> well, I don't know. I said a lot. You talk. Um, well, this is what not to do, right? <laughs> you know, so this is a Kansas City pastor um, going off on his congregation because they did not get him um, the watch he wanted. Right. So he had been asking for a Movado watch. That was the watch he wanted since last year. Right. And um, they did not get it for him. And he's just going off on the congregation, calling them broke and disgusted, not being able to afford things and all of that. And this was live during a service. This was all over social media, by the mm -hmm. way. And this is the stuff that we talk about all the time. Right. Where uh, lately we've been seeing this. Right. We saw this recently as well with the shooting that occurred um, or I don't think it, there was actual like no, shots the, the, fired, the, the, but the guy that got robbed, right? There was a pastor that got stream. robbed yeah, yeah. on live stream at gunpoint and it was in New York city. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and we saw a lot of back and forth and that was all over social media and he was wearing however million dollars worth of jewelry, jewelry yeah, yeah, and all of that. Right. So now we're coming into this where this was another thing that was being posted everywhere, different blogs and websites and all of that. And some of the headlines, you were even reading some of them. Mm -hmm. They're not pretty. They're not nice because, mm -hmm. again, this is not a good look for a pastor. It's not a good look for anyone, yeah. but it's specifically um, a pastor, right, speaking to his congregation in this way. This is not cool. Right. And I think it's important for us. Right. And for individuals who, you know, do what we do or comment on things and react to things <laughs> to really give our thoughts and opinions on topics like this, because, again, it may seem like it's so far fetched, like we may never encounter something like this. You know what I mean? In our circles. Right. In our churches. Our pastor may never say something like this. We may go to another church. They may not speak in this way. Right. We've seen and heard of some crazy things. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but. Again, it's a little bit deeper than just if this happened in your church or if this was your pastor or if this was your leader or somebody. It's more of like the behind the scenes stuff. It's more of the context in which these things are said. It's more of the lessons that we can kind of pull from situations like this that are super important. You know what I mean? One of them, I think, being is the idea of, you know, pastors, right? We're going to focus on pastors, but this could be anyone, any leader that has an opportunity to speak at a church, um, at a meeting or a youth situation, a children's thing, a adult service, whatever it is, where you take that opportunity to basically um, let off your anger, your steam, uh, you know, your issues with people, you call them out publicly, right? Mm. And I believe that there are moments where we can be tempted <laughs> to basically want to take an opportunity like this to let certain people know about mm. themselves or let them know how we feel, right? Or let them know about the hurt that they've caused us and how we're feeling about that, right? So you never want to take moments like that, especially in a church service, to go off on people and start expressing your own personal feelings, bias, your own personal thoughts on what they're doing, not doing, how you feel, how they're treating you and all of that. You know, I think for one, if this is how he felt, he maybe could have had a private meeting with this church, with mm. leaders and expressed Hey, listen, 
you know, you don't appreciate me. I'm feeling unappreciated. You know, I'm feeling like you guys aren't looking out for me. But I think that's the first thing. Wrong time, wrong place for you to be going off on your congregation about how you feel about what they're not doing or what they're doing. Um, yeah, I, I see. I see what you're saying. And I agree with the fact that, you know, time and place and choice of words and diction is very important. I yeah. mean, at the end of the day, uh, when you're in the front of a congregation or when you're in front of people in general, and especially when you're supposed to be representing Christ and God, you know, it is not your opportunity to then bash the people. It's never it's never your opportunity to bash the people. Even when God gives you a strong message for the congregation, it should be done with love yeah. and with wisdom. Um, so that's number one number two i think that is also important to you know it's it's quite possible if we want to use the narrative that he was a pastor who you know felt unappreciated and uh, you know and then he chose this opportunity um to speak on that i think that i don't know i i, I have an issue with it being a materialistic thing you know what i mean like when when what you're bashing everyone on is this whole watch situation uh you know it's kind of like uh, i don't know like you know there's different ways that congregations may be able to bless their pastors mm -hmm. and give them appreciation you know some churches aren't financially you know flowing like that right um and you know so what did they do they always they're attentive to their pastors they care for the pastors they cook for their pastors or you know they try to find different ways where it's like we can't buy you um an expensive gift but what we can do is just let you know that we do appreciate your work we do appreciate your generosity your time your efforts like you know all that other stuff as well but you know this is also a case of someone who we really don't know the situation right. um so there's a lot that can be inferred or there's a lot that could be guesstimated and all that other stuff uh but i think that at the end of the day if you are someone who finds yourself in a position of leadership or even a position in your home you could be a dad you could be a mom who feels unappreciated um you know if that's what the situation was, then there, there are better ways to communicate. That. Absolutely. You know, there are better ways to communicate you feeling like, um, I don't know, like you're not giving the respect that you should be given or, or the love that you should be given as well. Um, I think that his choice of words mm -hmm. was problematic. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and th there is a universe and there is a world where he could have said certain of those things, said it differently, yeah. and people would have taken it as a joke, mm -hmm. and it would have been more palatable, um, even though his congregation was eating it up, right? which, which is we'll a whole to. nother shebang. Um, you know, but I, I don't think that it is your responsibility to tell people how to spend their money so that they can better take care of you. Yeah. Like, that's not, that's not a given. You know what I mean? I think that at the end of the day, yes, you should honor your leaders. You should honor your family. You should honor people in general. You honor people, um, especially if they're great to you and they, they do for you and they go above and beyond. Definitely, you should find what, however is the best way that you can honor them to honor them. Um, but, you know, it's like this weird thing. I feel like churches in general always have a bad rap um, for being a certain type of way. Pastors and ministers in general get a real bad rap about this. You see people comment on the type of cars they wear, the type of suits that they wear. You know, earlier this year, we made a we had an episode. I think it was the Easter service episode um, where there was a pastor that was wearing a really fly outfit that cost a lot of money that was given to him. And the Internet went you know, mm -hmm. and crazy because, oh, how dare he spend that much money? He didn't. It was a gift. Um, was it a gift? It was a gift. Yeah, yeah it was a gift. Um, you know, and even if he did pay for it, he paid for it with his money. So it's not that big of a deal. So I th but I think at the end of the day, people are always scrutinizing the church, 
period. Mm-hmm. But when you have a situations like this, it kind of lends itself to be like fodder to the to the flame where, you know, now people are using this one pastor who out of the hundreds right. that are out there, this one that did this as the example of, oh, you see, the, these are these are how old pastors are. Yeah. And I think that's where it gets like really problematic as well. Yeah, I agree. And again, I mean, uh, being a pastor's son, I I see all sides and I've experienced certain things and I have my thoughts where I think this is definitely not cool. Right. Mm. But at the same time, um, you know, just because a pastor may have nice cars or houses and things Mm. like that doesn't necessarily mean it's being bought with the church's money. You know what I mean? So I think, um, you know, us just looking from the outside in, we can assume things and mm-hmm. we can make sense of certain things. But again, um, speaking from experience, right? A lot of times those assumptions aren't correct. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So a lot of these pastors have books or have other sources of income or other ways they make money mm-hmm. they that, um, you know, facilitate their specific needs and their preferences. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I think I agree with you in the sense that um, it's the portrayal. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's the authenticity and transparency when it comes to these things. You know what I mean? Um, you know, he was going off and everything was very much materialistic. Yeah. At no point did he mention, you know, no one checks in on me to see how I'm doing. Yeah. No one tells. Right. Or are you praying for me? Like, it's just everything was very materialistic. Um, you know, and one thing is just being careful, like I said, with the frustrations that as leaders and pastors and teachers and people that do ministry go through and being careful not to express those frustrations when you have a microphone mm-hmm. and when you are in front of people. I have been in spaces and churches where I can clearly see that the individual is frustrated at a season they are in in their life or something that's happening in their life within their ministry, within their group or who they're leading. And they have an opportunity to speak in front of people or be in a service. And you can tell what they're saying and what they're doing and how they're navigating certain situations. It's not so much it's God through them, but it's almost like their own personal frustration that then they bring God into the mix. Right. And he did that when he said, I'm trying to get you to understand what God is saying. Mm -hmm. And he goes off to talk about his Movado, how they could find it in Sam's club. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Mind you, I was doing some research and I looked it up and like, I was seeing Movados at Sam's club for like $1,200, Mm. $1,300 all the way up. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's still even at Sam's club, like it's, it's not a two hundred dollar watch, right? Even um, if it was a two hundred dollar watch, right. it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You know. But it's the idea of taking advantage of those moments mm-hmm. to express your frustrations. Imagine if you know we every week on this podcast just went off on everybody just about our own frustrations in life, in experiences that we're going through, and things that we're going through. Imagine if we just took the time to just go off on everybody. We would have you know episodes I mean? daily. We would have, right, That's what be. Daily. daily. And episodes. we'd probably go viral. Oh, absolutely. We'd probably get a lot of hits because yes. people love that. Yes. And that's the other problem. Yes. You know what I mean? Um, which leads us to the next transition, which mm. is the congregation. Because <laughs> we can't only focus on the pastor mm. in this moment, although he is the star mm. of the, you know, of the situation <laughs> of the mess, right? But it's the congregation that you hear in the background, certain individuals, because I'm sure it wasn't everybody, hyping him up, yeah. saying yes, saying no on the parts when, you know, needed to say that, clapping, all of these things, right? And it sparks the conversation of the idea that 
our pastors are people that we need to honor, that we need to respect, that we need mm-hmm. to encourage and motivate and be on the same page with them, right? Yeah. Hype them up when they need to be hyped up and all of that. But pastors are not supermen. They are not superwomen. They yeah. are not untouchable. They are human. Mm-hmm. So they may say something, right? That just because they're your pastor doesn't mean like you give them that pass in the sense of like, okay, that's so off and so wrong. But yes, pastor. Yes. <laughs> you know what no. I mean? Like you don't do that. Right. Mm-hmm. And I feel like in this 2022 culture, and I'm sure this has been across the board, but speaking now, there is this wave of um, pastors being the faces of certain churches and mm-hmm. certain movements and the pastors being kind of the... Uh, when you think of this church, you associate it with this pastor, mm-hmm. right? And that can be good in certain situations. And in other situations, if not balanced correctly, can be problematic, Absolutely. right? Where people now, you know, are walking around talking about who their pastor is mm-hmm. as opposed to maybe what's happening in their church, yes. right? We walk around and we want to put our pastor up on every, you know, street corner and put up signs and all this mm-hmm. stuff. Um, but it's like, is that really the focus? Like Mm -hmm. the pastor, you know what I mean? Listen, pastor's son. So I get the, we need to honor them, respect them. You need to hype them up. You need to help them. You need to hold them up when they can, you know, give them idea, all of those things. But I also understand, you know what I mean? This isn't like a fan club. Yep. You know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, you don't want (laughs) to be. Uh, a part of a pastoral fan club or a ministry fan club. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Where we love Elevation Church. You love Transformation Church. You love these big churches, right? These mega churches that people, you know, hear their sermons week after week and they don't even attend their service, right? Mm -hmm. But now is it like you're a fan? Like they can't do anything wrong. And even in moments where they may say something, whatever, it's almost like, no, like they're so good. They're so cool, whatever. So we just have to be careful, you know, um, in how we follow and revere and honor our pastors. Yeah, and, and I think it's very true. I think it is important to honor our pastors. I mean, I've always been an advocate for that. I've always yeah. been someone who has um, been very vocal about, you know, whatever we can do, whatever they need, we need to do it because it's important, especially, you know, specifically for pastors that are really great and amazing and loving and caring for what they do. But on the flip side of that, you know, with like the situation like this and like some of the things that you were mentioning before, you have to be real careful about whether you're clout chasing, you know, trying to like piggyback off of the hype of maybe, you know, being part of a, a certain church or being part yeah. under a certain pastor, um, especially when it comes off very groupy status. Like, you know, like all of a sudden cult status, very cult, very groupy, very like, you know, like your whole life and everything now revolves around that um, in the sense of, you know, like it's it's everywhere. It's like you have a shirt made out with their face on it and, you know, <laughs> you have it's on all your socials, you know, it's like. This is my pastor. This is my church. Here's my wife all the way at the bottom. And it's kind of like, okay, that's that's cool. But like, you know, it's like certain things where it's kind of like, is it because you want that to like stand out? Why is it that you want that to stand out? That's like kind of interesting. That was um, good. That, that I don't know. It's like weird. You like you the see, wife at the bottom. Like it's like, and then the kids aren't even listed and you have 12. Like, come on. Like, that's like weird. You know, it's just it's it's that thing where um, you just have to be like really careful, because if not, you find yourself in a situation like this. And we see this 
many a times in our churches as well, where the there may be a guest preacher or maybe even your pastor one day is speaking on is giving a message on certain sins. And it's like that, that, you know, it's a random sin that you're not dealing with. So then you're hyping the pastor up. You know, if he's speaking yeah. about alcoholism, you know, or he's speaking about addiction and you're someone who doesn't suffer from addiction, but you really do because it's not the t- stereotypical one or whatever. You're hyping him up while there's someone who may be struggling with addiction, who's feeling a certain way in the congregation because you're all getting rowdy bowdy about this. And it's not coming from a sense of love. And, it's, and I've and I've seen this and I've been in those circles where, you know, it's kind of like it's y'all need to chill. Let him finish what he's saying, um, especially if he's saying the right thing. But then there's times yeah. like this where he's not, you know, where it's coming from a place of hanger of hanger. Maybe he was hungry. <laughs> it's coming from a place in anger sometimes because they're human it comes from a place of judgment mm-hmm. as well because they're not struggling with a certain something or that's not their storyline so they feel like they can speak very heavily and very judgmental on certain yeah. things while it's affecting people negatively i think that in this situation when you have the people going hype and crazy because you can find the watch in sam's club um you know it just it just gives off the notion that you guys are in agreement with him specifically this situation where you are supposed to be showering him with all these materialistic yeah. things and he started mentioning different brands louis vuitton <clears throat> and prada and all these things and it's there was almost one we like had to look up we like, had to look up that? one what is that <laughs> and it was a luxury it's a luxury woman's clo- brand or something like yeah, that yeah right? but then he goes ahead and says but yeah i can't even afford that right so it's kind of like again but can you though because that's what i would have pastor can you afford that imagine <laughs> <laughs> got up in the middle of the congregation right? but it's true it's uh, this it's the idea like you know and it came across like he was saying like god wants us to do this like mm-hmm. bless you know people in this way but for you guys to bless me in this way but y'all can't do that because you can't even afford this for yourselves mm-hmm. it's like that's weird that's wrong why that's wrong why? because there is a possibility listen there is a universe and i'm gonna say that again where there maybe was a message that god put in his heart about giving, mm-hmm. about blessing others, mm-hmm. about being generous towards the people around you and being generous to strangers because you may find yourself in a situation where you encounter somebody and then all of a sudden, you know, God puts in your heart to be generous to them. Is that message wrong? No, not at all. That's part of being a Christian is being generous and honoring people when they need to be honored. But when you're doing it from a place like this, a place of anger, a place of judgment, a place where you're telling people to change, you know, their things and what they do so that it could benefit you, it's problematic. You can't yeah. do that. That reminds me of this one time me and my wife went to go get a car and we were looking at a couple of cars and there was one that was just, we, we, we you know, when you go, when you're going to go buy a car, um, you know, you usually do a little haggling, mm-hmm. you know, you do a little back and forth because the price that they're giving you is not the lowest price they can sell it. Um, But there was this one dealership we had to walk away from because the guy took this method. So instead of him like selling us the car and selling us, listen, you know, the tires are great, the features are awesome. Like instead of doing that, he was like, yeah, you know, you can afford this car if you stop eating Starbucks, if you stop drinking Starbucks, or if you stop doing this, you know, instead of going on date night, you know, do one less date night a month, you'll be able to afford this car. And I'm looking at him like, you're not supposed to be telling me Mm -hmm. what I need to stop doing to afford this car. You should be selling this car to me so that I make arrangements to be able to buy yeah. it. And it's kind of like, you know, not that we're going to use that as an example, but it's kind of the same thing when you speak about giving and generosity. It's not about telling the person the things that they need to stop doing in order to be generous. It's really about explaining to them the purpose and the goodness and the blessings that come when you are generous towards others. 
Yeah. And again, you know, giving him the benefit of the doubt that maybe he is in a church where he is doing five services a week, going to people's homes, you know, visiting people in hospitals and jails and prisons and going to their food pantry to serve out food in the community and doing all of that in a week. Right. Um, And is getting zero dollars as a salary, maybe, you know, putting up his own money for certain things, let's just say. Right. Um, as humans, right, and as pastors and people who are doing all of this, you may feel like, man, like I'm doing so much and I'm sacrificing so much and I don't get anything in return, mm-hmm. right? There's no compensation. And in order for me to be able to live and survive, you know what I mean, financially, I need something, mm-hmm. right? One, I believe you present that to the Lord, right? Yeah. And talk to him about that. But two, you speak to some trusted leaders in your you congregation. You speak to the board. Your church right? should have a board. And talk yeah. to them and, and present the situation, present your receipts, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Literal receipts, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And let them know. But your people will also know the work that you do. Yes. And if they don't know the work that you do and they're just unaware of all of that, then maybe there's the problem too. Like mm-hmm. you need to bring them up to speed into actually everything that you do, right? But there is a wise way to go about you know, requesting compensation, even if it's the pastor that has to do it, yeah. which is unfortunate, yeah. right? Because there should always be people around the pastor, mm-hmm. whether it's in leadership, right? That sees the work, mm-hmm. sees the, the late nights, sees everything that's being done and says, we need to compensate him. We need to compensate her. You know, they deserve this. But when it comes across in this manner, unfortunately, the message gets lost in translation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And this is the problem, and we've spoken about this before, when you hold things in, when mm-hmm. you don't address things, when you don't speak on things that you feel or are going through, this is the result of that at times. You know yeah. what I mean? We don't know the story. We don't know the context, but we can pull from it. You know what I mean? This is a buildup. This seems like this is, you know, mm-hmm. uh, he feels like he needed more. He's not being appreciated. He said it, and whatever now his view of what appreciation is could be Mm -hmm. messed up his view of what being honored and revered is is messed up you know what i mean but again we see that void there Mm -hmm. and i'm sure if we were to go into our local churches there are many pastors that may Mm -hmm. not be compensated Mm -hmm. in the manner that they should Mm -hmm. there are many pastors that can receive zero compensation Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and that's not cool so again this isn't just a big mega church issue at all I think that this is just across the board in our own churches. We may have our pastors where they may not be receiving the compensation that they deserve. Mm -hmm. They may not be receiving, you know, uh, some time off. Right. Because it's compensation is not just in money. I believe it's also in pastor. You should take a week off like in the summer. You know, even if your church can't afford to pay a vacation or do anything, at least giving the pastor the security and the confidence of for a week, we think that you should take some time off to Mm -hmm. be with your family, do something just even if it's Mm -hmm. just being at home for a week. That's compensation and acknowledging the work. So there's different ways that we do this. You know what I mean? And the pastor did put forth. An, an apology, apology video. Yeah, which yeah. did you pull up the video? Do you uh, have it? Um, yeah, I have the video. I feel like if we played this, we, we should play, play a little bit of the apology, right? Absolutely. But um, you know, at least a there was an apology. B yeah. is there a coming back from this? Most likely, yeah. right? People always can come back from stuff, but um, it's the damage that's done in the process. Which yes. after the apology video, we'll talk about All some comments. Yeah. yeah we'll do- 
Chris Carlton from the Senior Pastor Church of the Well, right here in Kansas City, Missouri. I want to take this moment to address the now viral video clip of me from a sermon given August the 7th, 2022. Though there is context behind the content of the clip, no context will suffice to explain the hurt and anguish caused by my words. I've spoken to those I am accountable to and have received their correction and instruction. I have also privately apologized to our church who has extended their love and support to me. I'm privileged to do life with them. The video clip does not reflect my heart or my sentiments toward God's people, yet that's not discernible true therefore i <laughs> offer this sincere apology to you today no context could erase the words i used i apologize to all who have been hurt anger or in any way damaged by my words the zeal of any presentation must be tempered with love and respect and that was not displayed and you know he he covered a lot of points that were good. And yeah. later on, he even apologizes to other pastors and preachers that have to kind of deal with his consequences, right? The consequences of having someone do this. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And the conversations you have to have. But it's funny because he says that, you know, um, he's up, he apologizes that this video doesn't express his sentiment or his heart for God's people, but you can't discern that from the video. And it's true. You know what I mean? And it's unfortunate yeah. because there's so many people that if you look at just in the comments in this video, this is exactly why I do not attend church today. Listening to pastors try to explain this is even more disgusting. You know what I mean? Like this is pure blasphemy. I would have gotten up and left. I will never enter a church like this. Like these are just comments that people are saying. Now, what do you say? Mm -hmm. I'll ask you. What do you say to someone who says something like this? Like, this is why I don't go to church. This yeah. is why I don't enter a church building mm -hmm. today. Because this is what pastors do. And this is what churches are like. Um, I mean, I, I would just have an honest conversation with them and be like, you know what? At the end of the day, we can't blanket statement people. You know what I mean? You can't blanket state a group of people. You can't blanket statement men. You can't blanket statement women. You can't blanket statement women of color, people of color. Like, you know, you can't you can't do that because at the end of the day, we're all human. And I think that is the biggest thing that people tend to forget. The people that love God, people that preach about God, people that go to church are human. And whether or not, you know, some people have made the mistake of trying to appear superhuman when they're not, and that's why it's fed that narrative, I think that what we need to learn to do is to give grace and mercy. Yeah. I would 100% agree with them. Like, that was a mess. Mm -hmm. That was wrong. That should have never happened. It's unfortunate that it happened, and there will be consequences that are paid for that. You know, whether him specifically or, the you know, the, the ripple effect that that has, you know, which he mentions in his apology video, about how you know because of what he did you know there are pastors that are going to be looked at a certain way simply because they have the title of pastor um so they're gonna you know uh, people will assume that they are materialistic the way that he was as well um you know but I, those are the conversations that we need to have with the people which is at the end of the day we're all human we're all gonna make mistakes there's no excuse for what he did yeah it's it's it is um 
nice that he apologized in general but he didn't have to do any of that he could have like doubled down and said that's i said what i said and it's Mm -hmm. what it is um you know but at the end of the day it's a learning process for everyone yeah so it doesn't matter how long you've been serving god it doesn't matter how long you've been a pastor you know at the end of the day you would wish that with time and experience a certain there's a wisdom that you pick up on uh to know how to say certain things and when not to say others uh but unfortunately we're human yeah so really that's what it comes down to yeah and i think that's important to even let them know like the idea of that was wrong yeah. I myself don't agree with that, you know, yeah. but also letting them know this is not of true representation of all our churches. Very you know true. what I mean? You don't stop going to restaurants because you went to one restaurant and had a bad experience. Very no true. one goes to a restaurant, has a bad experience and says, I am never going to another restaurant again. This is why mm-hmm. no one does that. You know what I mean? Um, you will still go out to eat. Right. Yeah. No one goes to a clothing store and says, I'm never shopping and getting clothes again because this one time I bought this shirt at this store and it was messed up mm-hmm. and they said it was going to fit me this size and their sizing chart is off. Right. Like no one does that. You may stop buying from that from store, that store yeah. but you're going to move on to another store. Yeah. Right. Um, so, again, it's an idea of this is not a true and honest representation of what church is like. Yeah. And this is kind of what we have to go through when situations happen like this. Mm. You know what I mean? Where we have to explain to people and let people know, but this is not how it really is. You'll have always those individuals that just like in any circle within your job or yeah. family that they do something, they say something that's not a reflection of everybody. Mm. You know what I mean? But when it comes to the church, when it comes to Christianity, it's very much that, you know, yeah. one person can do something that's wrong that's messed up and quickly it becomes this is why i don't go this is why i don't serve god or this is why i don't go to church you know what i mean and that's not always fair um so again i think in moments like this there's so much we can pull from so many lessons we can learn for our pastors as you know people who go to church and in our congregations we want to support our pastors we want to honor them we want to make sure that They are loved and taken care of, but we want to also recognize that they are not God, that they are human, that they may say something that's wrong, that they may do something that's wrong. And my, I pray that if you go that hard and have that much energy for your pastor, when he is in his good moment, Mm -hmm. right? Whatever that good moment is, whether it's him, you know, um, you know, getting a new church building, whether it's him preaching a fire message, whether it's him, you know, casting out 19 demons, <laughs> whether it's him healing 47 people, right? I hope that that same energy is put, uh, God forbid, the moment that he suffers burnout mm. or she it makes a public statement that she is not doing well with her mental health mm-hmm. or there's some type of moral failure or there's something that happens mm. because people love to ride hard Right. Mm -hmm. For the individual when they are in the spotlight, when everything is going well. Right. But the minute things get weird, they jump ship. It's like, oh, no, I don't. Yeah. But I I think it's also important that you have that same energy and love to have a a conversation with them of correction. You know, they are human also. So even in the situation where, let's say the pastor said something or whoever leader said something in a preaching or in front of you, whether it's in conversation or from the front that you felt offended by, it is okay to be go up to them and be like, hey, you know, you you know, you said this. And, you know, I just want to let you know that I received it this way. It kind of came off a certain way. Um, And I know that's not you. I know that's not your intention, you know, but maybe it's something to look out for in the future. And I'm going to be honest, there are some 
some churches where you don't even have that opportunity to do that with the pastor. You know what I mean? So if you have the opportunity to do that with your pastor, Mm -hmm. A, don't take that for granted granted Mm -hmm. because there are a lot of churches where you can't even go and talk to the pastor. (laughs) Right. And, you know, understand that, again, you know, these pastors are speaking not just to you. Yeah. So you may have taken it that way because of your context, your story and your feelings. But everybody else did not because that's not their story, you know. Yeah, but and then, you know, next week it'll switch and it can be somebody else. Right. Yeah. But I think it's important not to go into it with that mentality always, because there no. is a possibility that a lot of people did feel a certain type of way about it. But nobody had the gall to go up to the pastor in love or the leader, whoever to be like, hey, you know, you yeah. kind of said this and it was kind of weird or it was wrong or whatever because i think that that's important also like you can't go into it just assuming oh it it only offended me it's okay when it maybe offended more than one person i think at the end of the day there's a difference between it hit a sore spot because you know that's an area in your life that you need to work in or that's an area in your life that you're weak in versus yeah that was problematic or that wasn't said the best way so let me you know just with love let them know that next time your message will hit a home run if you tweaked it a bit. And the problem with that is that there are people that think that their interpretations and translations are correct. So meaning I received it this way and pastor, honestly, I think if next time, if you said it in this way, people were, and they're like, that's like La La Land stuff. You know what I mean? So I think it's hard because unfortunately, you know, a pastor or even people that, put out content or whatever mm. you are constantly speaking and saying things you are bound to say something wrong Absolutely. you know last week on our episode i i said something that mm-hmm. you needed to clarify towards the end mm-hmm. right mind you in my head as i'm speaking i'm not a saying that or assuming that right mm-hmm. or what could be perceived with what i'm saying but i wasn't clear with it mm. you know you jumped in and kind of clarified it. And it was like, yes, like obvious, like in my mind, it's like, absolutely. Like, you know, I agree with you. I just didn't say it, you know? Um, so I think that there are moments where you the pastor will always say something you won't like, you know, other people may say something you don't like. Um, now when you get in reference to terms of problematic, like, dude, that like, you can't say stuff like that again. Like that's good. You know, I think you have trusted people around you that are able to have those conversations, you know, and um, they should be able to tell you and you should be able to receive it well. Like you have to next time provide a little more clarity in that. Or what about this example of a person that went through this? You know what I mean? So it's hard because, again, the pastor is just that one person constantly being in front of so many people um, who have, again, different opinions and backgrounds and situations that you know, they may think of and want to address. But again, a situation like this or similar to this, it's almost like everybody <laughs> after that service should have went up to him and been like, Pastor, we need to talk, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but again, I think that, you know, that lends itself to having the right people on your board, the right yeah. people around you to be like, that you trust to be like, Pastor, you know, this is how that was perceived or this is how it looked like, you know, to us as we were here listening to you. You know, I think that's super important. Yep. I think it's important. I think it's important. 
with that being said, uh, you know, if you ever find yourself in a situation where you spoke out of turn or you said something that you weren't supposed to, whether it was uh, through anger or through frustration or whatever, um, maybe you don't have to go out and put out an apology video. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it is it is important to, you know, speak to whoever you do need to speak to. Yeah. And, you know, mend those fences as well. Um, and at times, you know, he mentioned in his video he had a he had a private conversation with his congregation and he did that. Sometimes that's all you need. You yep. just need a, a little private situation. Um, and you know, I think at the end of the day, we should just be really, really, um, open to the idea that, you know, there are times that the people that we look up to or the people that we have respect for, um, may step out of line. Um, and you know, nine times out of 10, it's a situation that could be, fixed it's a situation that you know can be addressed and just takes a little correction um you know and and when those situations happen you know same way like you were saying before you were riding high with them when they were doing everything correctly if they took a little misstep give them that same grace and that same love and that same patience as patience as well uh so that they can then fix it up um and that's really it at the end of the day i think the biggest takeaway from everything is that it doesn't matter how many positions you have it doesn't matter how long you've been serving god it doesn't matter how many gifts you have you know at your under your tool belt at the end of the day we're all human and we're bound to make a mistake here and there when situations like that happen it is your responsibility if you made that mistake to correct it um but if you're part of the inner circle of somebody it's your responsibility as well to point it out to them absolutely so make sure you follow us because <laughs> God socials. is saying, no, imagine <laughs> follow us on Instagram and Facebook uh, at God Life Culture Podcast. You can check out our YouTube channel, God Life Culture Podcast. Subscribe there. See all our visuals and all the things that we put out, um, you know, and you can stay tuned to all our episodes every Monday. We drop a new episode, share our podcast, let somebody know, um, you know, about our podcast, send them a video, one of our episodes and uh, definitely uh, be an encouragement. Yeah. So thank you once again for tuning into the latest episode of the God Life Culture podcast. That's God, God Life Culture. Culture. Until next time. See ya. Bye.